So we're talking about the tremendous issue of tiny bugs, um, which also we could find in the water, in New York City water. Other places don't have that issue with the copepods. But the reason why tiny little bugs are such big, huge issues is because they do not become bottle Beshishim, Beroiv, Bethausen, when you have a creature in its full entirety without it being chopped up, crushed into different pieces, the entirety of that creature gives it Chashivas importance, which does now does not allow it to become bottle in the majority of the kosher food that it's mixed into. And therefore, you could have a little tiny speck of a full bug um, in lettuce, in a salad, in cups of water. You have a huge cup of water, just one tiny little white bug in there and that could answer the water. And therefore, these tiny little creatures are an issue. Also, it becomes difficult for them to get crushed when they're so small. When I remember when I was learning in Yeshiva Chaim Berlin, it should be a zechus for Rav Aaron Shechter, Zechari Nilav Raka, his Levi is going to be taking place very soon. Um, and they, they came up with the issue with the bugs and the salmon at the time. One of the things that had been recommended to them was to chew well, because the bugs that were found in the salmon then, which they, they ended up clearing up, is not an issue, but those bugs were large, and assuming you crush them up well enough, you don't even know they exist in your mouth, and the suffix that maybe they exist, and you crush them, it's bottle bereif. But when you're dealing with tiny little bugs, they don't get crushed. And therefore, they're not bottle in the majority of the food, and therefore it creates a problem. I don't know when fruits are blended, somebody does a strawberry smoothly, um, if it has the ability to crush such tiny, tiny little bugs. And therefore, these things have to be avoided, and we have to be very weary of them. Uh, keep in mind one last thing, even if you buy um, frozen strawberries or other things that sometimes do have an issue of bugs, uh, they could also be a problem. And you'd have to buy from a Jewish company like Bodek or Pardes, whatever it is. Um, you can't rely on just the fact that it's frozen. They have to be checked or grown in a greenhouse, and they have to have a proper hexer on them. I'd like to move on to the next topic, and that is bread. What can go wrong with bread? You're even allowed to get bread from a guy, technically, as long as you assume that it's kosher bread and, you know, it's just uh, flour and water. So let's talk about a few topics with bread. And number one is Pasachim. We know that Pasachim is something that's Usr Midr Rabbanon, which means that even if technically there was supervision and it's kosher, we're not allowed to eat bread from a guy, similar to Bishal Akum. And the reason for that is an Isr Rabbanon to avoid the social connection that usually comes out through food. When you have a guy baking something for you or a guy cooking for you, food brings people together. And there was a concern from Chazal, this is one of the first Dirabonans that came out, this is from Daniel. When Klaiswell first went into Golos, Daniel instituted an Isra Pas Akum and Bishal Akum not to eat from Goyesha food, even if it's kosher. And the reason why was they're going to Golos for the first time for 70 years. They never experienced living amongst Goyim with Goyim having the upper hand over them. And there was concern of people intermarrying. You can end up marrying people and getting very socially connected with them. And this was one of the reasons why the uh, the Sudas Achashverosh was such a kitrug against Klai because Daniel made a takana not to eat from Goyim and Klai went to the Sudas Achashverosh. Now, pas akum and bishal akum only apply to respectable chash of a food, food that you'd put at the table of royalty. And therefore, many types of simple basic foods, pas akum does not apply. Also, when it comes to um, 
manufactured goods for the public, you don't have that concern of the social connection, and that's what we call pas palter, where bread was baked by a baker, there's no social connection with the baker, it's not a family, it's not a warm thing, and therefore it's permitted as long as we know it's kosher. Now, even though pas palter is halakhically permitted, it still is a chroma to avoid, and therefore there's an Indian Shabbos to only have pas Yisrael, and even those that are not careful throughout the year, and even on Shabbos, but certainly on Sarah Shemay Tshuva, it's brought down, they should be careful with pas palter and only have pas Yisrael. When it's not done commercially by a baker, when it's done personally, Pas Akum and Bishal Akum are trave midrabbanam. The food becomes usher. And not only that, even the kalim. So if you had a cleaning lady that cooked something up for you and it would run in the problem Bishal Akum, the kali itself would also need kashering. One last thing to keep in mind, even though it's an Isser Gavra, this is really an Isser Durabonon upon the person to avoid relationships with the Goyim, it still creates an Isser Tarfus on the food, and according to many, it even creates Timtum Aleif, something that affects the hearts. Even little children, who technically speaking might not have a sin of a committing eating this type of food, it affects the person's ability to one day understand Torah. We'll talk a little bit more about past tomorrow.